This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Special night for Sabres fans as Ryan Miller has his jersey number 30 retired by the team. We'll have the ceremony in a couple of hours and the game an hour and a half after it begins, 7.30 tonight for Sabres Islanders. Joining us now on the West Her Hotline is Sabres General Manager Kevin Adams. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. No problem. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, I think. Um, excited about tonight. So you and Ryan were, for the most part, contemporaries in your NHL careers. I, I saw that you scored against them. I don't know if you remember it. <laughs> I do. I didn't score that many goals, so I do remember it. Actually, two on one in uh, in Buffalo, and uh, a nice pass I think by Justin Williams, and I one time that I think I had most of the net. So if I missed that one, uh, <laughs> I would still remember for sure. And it was a goal here, so maybe that made it uh, more special. I wondered, like, just how uh, many times you would have crossed paths with him. I mean, you didn't play with him, but you have the Western New York connection. How well do you know Ryan? Well, so. If they go back to the old five oh six season, um, certainly he he burst on the scene as a rookie and uh, got to know him quickly as how talented he was. And you know, you you think back on that year, the, the Hurricanes and the Sabers were like mirror images of each other. We both had rookie goaltenders within a point or two in the standings. Obviously, the long playoff battle, and so got to know him competing against him, but. Actually, when I got hired here in 09 and, and my first job was in player development is where I really got to know Ryan um, mm-hmm. as a person. And then I spent two years as assistant coach with, with him on the team. Um, so coached him as well. And so have a, have a got to know him really well, obviously, over those four years and strong relationship with Ryan and just uh, really excited to have him back in town. And he's meant a lot to the organization, but he's also meant a lot to the community. And I think that's what makes tonight even more special. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, I think the timing couldn't possibly be any better. We, we've had a year with the Bills here, and, and your team too, but you know, we're thinking about the Bills with the playoffs here, and we've spent a lot of time talking about the connectivity between the fans and the team, even just this week, with everything that's happened here, uh, tragedies and, and other, other, just all sorts of adversity. 
And I read the piece today that Ryan posted with Players Tribune that made it exactly that point. Like, as a player, here was different than everywhere else he ever played. There, it felt like everyone was in it together, the players and the fans as one. And that's, uh, that's powerful. You know what? That's cool to hear. I, I have not seen the piece that you're, you're speaking about. But, you know, you guys have heard me say this now for a while. Um, I really, truly believe in this town you, there has to be an emotional connection between the fan base and the team and the team and the fan base. And I think there is um, palpable energy that goes back and forth in this building and this town when you have that. And candidly, I'll say before, um, I don't think we had that for a while. It got lost. And it's been really important part of our vision and strategy to make sure as we're working, you know, to bring talent to Buffalo and build this team we also build a team that wants to be here and a team that the community can be proud of. So I think Ryan's certainly a shining example of that. And our players, you know, we're talking about it this morning as I was spending some time with them talking about him and guys coming in, the alumni guys. And, you know, I was sharing some stories about what these guys meant to the community. And I just, I'm proud of that because I think it goes a long way um, for what we're trying to do here. How going further, if you would, Kevin, do you create that bond from the team to the fans and not the other way around? It seems like winning would be one way, but I know you're, what you're saying is that it's more than that. How do you create that from your side of it? Well, you know what, Mike, honestly, I think it's, it's having conversations and helping our players understand you know, what the community is all about here and what the fan base, um, I guess the better way to say it is like, when you're a player and you can look up in the stands and you look up in the 300 level and you see someone wearing your jersey or you see, you know, a family and their kids are with them, knowing that they're paying, you know, hard-earned money to come watch you play, there's just a special connection. And I've continuously reminded our players about um, the importance that they have in this community. And, yes, it's a sport and it's entertainment, but – you know, people work really hard and come either down to the down to the stadium or turn on the game at night to enjoy it and to watch their favorite team and players play. And I just, I lived it as a kid and as a fan, and I just think we we have an obligation to this community to make them proud. And so I think just the way you do it is by being honest and telling stories. And you also want to talk to your players about get to know the people in this town. You know, you're you're not just a person that's moving through you're part of a a special place to live and get to know your neighbors and talk to people in the grocery store and and i'm and i believe that's the type of people now we have in our locker room and that's really special one last thing for me on on this angle anyway kevin uh would be just just this observation Uh, you know tonight will be sold out and regardless of how your team had been performing recently or on balance of the whole season it probably would have been that anyway right and we saw that last year uh eichel knight uh his return with vegas it wasn't exactly like eichel knight anyway (laughs) but forgive the sloppiness but you know what i mean um his return and then of course rj knight I was in the building a couple Saturdays ago for Minnesota Wild on a Saturday night, and it was packed, and it was, for me, the first time I'd been in there, and maybe the first time a lot of people have been in there, without a special event happening or some sort of a draw, like go yell at Eichel uh, was last spring, um, and 
it was powerful for me. I mean, I, you know, hockey's meant a ton to me and my family, obviously. You know that, and, and our audience knows that. And walking out of there Saturday night with fans singing, it was amazing. And it gives you, I wonder, from your position, like a glimpse of what it could be regularly again, hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, you know what, that game was uh, incredible uh, for a lot of reasons. It was a wild game. Um well, not to use that word, that was the opponent, but it was it was one of those games back and forth. Uh, what I get the chills thinking about it, I don't know if you remember, Bulldog, but about two minutes to go in that game, maybe there was a little delay in the faceoff for some reason, and everybody was standing and just chant, cheering and yelling mm-hmm. and clapping, and it was special because there's that's not um, manufactured, that's just authentic, and you know I think what our players took from that was, wow, like, they, the people care about and they're appreciating what we're doing. And that's what I'm talking about. That's special. And when you start to get that bond, um, everybody feels it. You know, I was just downstairs uh, at the Harbor Center meeting my son real quick I, 20 minutes ago, and a fan came over to me and lives in Miami, Florida, and flies in for 15 games a year and says he's never been more excited about the team. And I, and I, and I sense that our fans now are getting excited about the, the players they're seeing and the, the energy that they're seeing our team play with. Now we have to get a lot better and a long way to go, but I think that people now are starting to get excited and want to come to the games, and that's a big deal. Flies in from Miami 15 times yeah. a year. That's commitment. Impressive. Very impressive. Kevin, so we've been saying for a few days here, get in your seats by before 6 o'clock. The game's at 7.30, so what are we talking about? Like The the ceremony will, of course, take place on the ice. I mean, it's going to be lengthy. Yeah, um, I... I don't know. I, I can't even actually spoil anything because I don't know much about it <laughs> out okay, of my okay. uh, area. But what I do know is um, they've the the business side of our organization and game presentations worked extremely hard on this for months. And um, you know, I think there's going to be some pretty cool tributes and a lot of different uh, videos. And you know, certainly just hearing Ryan, you know, get to speak and share his thoughts, I think will bring back a lot of great memories for for Saber fans and. Um, yeah, and I hope you know what it's nice that uh, it's everybody can be here early and just these are these are special nights, you know. Even mm-hmm. even for me and the job that I have every day, um, sometimes you have to just take a step back and look around and just be appreciative of the opportunity I have personally, but that we all have to enjoy something like this. Uh, yeah, his humanity always comes through when he speaks too, so he's excellent to listen to. With Sabres GM Kevin Adams, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here on WGR. To the team, Kevin, you've lost five out of six here going into tonight's game. What don't you like? Uh, yeah, like, so we, you, as you guys know, we've had a uh, really challenging schedule. Uh, I think we're playing our eighth game tonight in 12 nights, and I think it's showed in some of our losses where we just did not have – there's two sides of being fatigued. There's the mental and there's the physical. And what I think is happening with our group right now is – with as young as inexperienced as we are, we're learning how to play when you don't maybe feel your best or the energy isn't quite there. And what I've seen is us maybe actually trying to do too much, trying to do overdo it, uh, complicate it. When, when you're not feeling your best, you actually have to do the opposite. Less is more, shorter shift length. Chip pucks in and just try to just, you know, manufacture energy in different ways. So those are lessons we're learning. Um, 
I think in our stretch where we were we won a you know bunch of games there, and um, there were maybe some games that we weren't as sharp, and we found a way. And there's been a couple games in here where I thought we actually played really well overall, and um, the opposite happened. So um, it's talking about it, it's learning from it, and it's also our players now. Um, there's a difference. When we lose a hockey game, there's a the personal standard has been raised down in our locker room, and there's an expectation amongst that room that it's not acceptable and it'll get fixed. And now we're learning how to fix those things in a challenging time. So um, I'd say that's kind of what I'd take from it. Um, we haven't been sharp enough in certain areas, but there's also been a lot of good things too. How, how much of a focus organizationally is there on the standings? I, and I know that might sound like an absurd question to ask someone who's the general manager of a professional sports team, but we know like the build, like last year, I wouldn't have really asked you about the standings. Um, but you're kind of in a race here right now, or exactly in a race, maybe not kind of at all in a race. So what's the approach? I mean, you've got the, this young group, you, you want to let it grow, Um but at the same time, is there any temptation to do something to maybe push the timeline forward a little bit with, you know, the trade deadline approaching in a couple of months? Yeah, I think I think from my perspective, um, and you guys have heard me talk about this, you have to you have to have a vision, you have to have a plan, and you have to do things um, methodical in terms of the decision you make and the process of how you make decisions. In saying that you have to wake up every day and, and try to figure out how to make your team better and also be willing to adjust your plan as you go. What you don't want to do, in my opinion, though, is is make an emotional decision that may be a short-term kind of bump or something mm-hmm. short-term that doesn't fit ultimately with where you're headed. What we're really trying to do here is build you know, this organization for sustainable success. And we're going to look at opportunities. We're going to look at what makes sense for us. But what we won't do is, um, you know, a move that just bumps us a little bit right now and costs us a little more later. So, you know, we're going to be mindful of that. But I don't think totally anything changes in the sense of, like, where exactly we are in the standings. It's more about how do we improve today and then decisions we make, how do we improve the long term. So, um, but I think it's also part of where you sit in the standings is is just like you get up every day and say okay if we if we get better today the standings the results all this stuff's going to take care of itself and it's and it's so challenging in the nhl because you play such a tough schedule and so many games that you can kind of lose focus of that so we the coaches and myself we talk a lot about just staying present stay in the moment you know take care of today win the moments of today and then let's move on to tomorrow Kevin, uh, Hinnestroza threw waivers to Rochester, Paterka up. You've been doing this dance here for more than a week with the roster. I, I'm guessing you're relieved that you don't have to do that, at least for now, anymore? Yeah, you know, guys, this is one of these situations where um, this is exactly what I was just talking about. So you have kind of a plan, and we wanted to make sure going into this year that UPL was getting minutes, getting starts. Um, and you even probably heard me say it to me, it ultimately wasn't about which league he was in. It was about him getting better in his development and where is yet. So he came up when the opportunity provided itself um, with the Comrie in- injury and he's played very well. And he's also shown um, a calmness and against opponents, buildings, the, it didn't matter to him. It was just, it was, he was playing and playing well and then we wanted to be really careful of that because we didn't want to disrupt where he's at in his rhythm. 
so we made a decision, you know, a week and a half ago or whatever it was now that, okay, let's, let's work our way through this. I was totally comfortable kind of pulling some of our young, young players out of the lineup for a game or two, just to give them some rest, let them catch their breath, you know, work out, just get their energy and strength up a little bit. But to me, that wasn't ultimately the solution um, moving forward. So I always want to be respectful of where guys are, um, the veterans, and, and how you treat them. So had honest conversations with Vinny. I uh, was, you know, working on if there was an opportunity to move him. Um, it didn't materialize. So, you know, we put him on waivers, and now we'll see where we go from here. Um, but ultimately, we want to make sure that we keep our young players in the lineup developing and the rhythm, and that's why we got to the decision we got to with Vinny. Okay. You have a new boss, I read. Well, not really. He's uh, <laughs> so it's a little different the way we do it. John Roth has come in and and kind of uh, he'll be the CEO reporting into the Pagulas on the business side, and I report to the Pagulas on the hockey side, and we'll work together. So um, not okay. that that really matters, but it's uh, it's exciting. He's a good good person and great experience, and someone that the Pagulas have known for a number of years now. So looking forward to getting him going. Okay. Where do things stand with with you as it pertains to Eric Portillo, Kevin? Like um, we, we've heard some reporting um, about him potentially being uh, a trade piece, his rights anyway being a trade piece. I'm curious what kind of market, if that's correct, um, what kind of market you would anticipate there being for someone considering that he can become an unrestricted free agent in the summer and basically choose where he goes. Um, where do things stand there? Yeah, it's a, not not knowing how much you guys know exactly when it comes to the CBA or our fans know, but you know this is a situation where a player has the right as a you know a college where he can go the free agent route if he chooses. Um, we we think he's a very good prospect. We've been you know working for a while to hopefully get get him signed, and we were hoping to do that last year. It didn't happen. Um, so it, it's one of these situations we're monitoring. I'm in, you know, constant communication with his camp and we're going to have to look at it. Honestly, um, we, it's a little bit out of our hands when it comes to decisions he wants to make, but we'll be proactive and have conversations around the league. Um, what I do think is he's a legitimate NHL prospect, a six, six goalie that, um, has had a good body of work. So, if we can find um, the right place and it makes sense for us, we would look at that. And if, uh, and if not, you know, we'll kind of have to just monitor it after his season, but that's where we're at with them. Um, you know, and these, these are tough situations sometimes, um, but you know, you deal with what you, what you're dealt with and that's, that's how we'll do it with him. Where with, with that in mind, where are you guys, what's your expectation on Devin Levi? Do you have an idea what, what his plans may be once this college season is over? Yeah, we will, we would uh, like to get him signed immediately. Um, after his season's over, we had great, we've had great conversations with him dating back to last year. And, you know, we talked about timing of him last year. Would it be the right time to sign? Um, you know, he felt that, he loves this organization and loves the opportunity that he sees in front of him, but he felt that probably another year of school would made more sense at that point. And, you know, we were comfortable with that, but yeah, he's a player that we'd like to get uh, moving on as soon as his college season's over. He knows that uh, his, his people know that, but you know, we also want to be respectful. He's in a, he's in a college season right now. He, you know, they have a good team. 
they're looking, you know, they get into the back half of their season. So, you know, we'll support them. But um, that's certainly a player we, we have extremely high hopes for and we think is going to be a really good NHL goaltender. All right, Kevin, uh, good luck tonight. Enjoy that ceremony. I think fans will. And uh, hopefully you can turn things back around here. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy it if you're in the building. And uh, look forward to next time I'm on with you. Thank you. Kevin Adams, Sabres GM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 